G'day there and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on Newstalk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, uh, remember that um, stock exchange hack that happened last year that put the stock exchange out of action the day after day after day? Got a report back on that. Uh, whatever happened to CDs? And Bill Gates uh, lashes out at the conspiracy theorists. But before any of that, few COVID concerns, eh? What I'm trying to say here with the Barbecue King in Albany, if this person's a face-to-face worker and they've been dealing over that period of time with dozens if not hundreds of people, uh, you know what happened in Brisbane. Go back to Brisbane a couple of weeks ago. Three cases, the place is locked down for the weekend. Do we really need to go down for lockdown? And then you come back to the original question, which we've talked to Hipkins at least a couple of times since we've been back for the year, and that is if you're catching it in MIQ... Why the hell aren't they tightening up MIQ? Why do they still insist that wandering around the corridors, wandering into the exercise yards is somehow acceptable practice? And when are they going to pull their finger out and get their act together? Speaking of which, I've got some stats on MIQ for you. Didn't get many people into the country with exemptions. Uh, Stats from the Stats Department yesterday, just a third who applied to come into the country got in March last year through to Jan 18. Uh, Immigration New Zealand got 55,225 requests for an exemption. They let in 18,274. The interesting thing about that, since March 20, there's been 138,968 people have entered the country. That's how many people we brought back. And that's the government's oft-used line. Oh, you've got to remember this is only one case. Well, it was one. It's now three. Uh, There's 130,000 people. Yes, but it's the one, it's the two, it's the three. That'll do you in. So I've been researching extensively uh, Barbecue King, uh, the restaurant in Albany, uh, this morning. Mainly the menu. Looks amazing. Uh, just So this is Chinese barbecue we're talking about here. And there's dumplings, there's um, noodles... There's also there's uh, uh, there's there's a seafood an assorted seafood platter that yes it's a bit steep at one hundred and twelve dollars or one hundred and fourteen dollars or something but it looks incredible so it doesn't surprise me that you know you could spend three to four hours there and then go back the next day for lunch um, mouth watering just thinking about it normally I put the mouth watering uh, audio at the end of the podcast not the beginning anyway um, uh, now uh, what is happening at the borders. Well, how are these people getting through? I think what we got this week was a headline with no follow-up questions, wasn't it? Certainly no answers. I think that's what we got this week with the announcement that the borders are going to be closed for the year. Probably the biggest announcement of the year outside the MIQ mess. The borders are closed for the year. 2021, done. Follows Brendan Murphy's assessment in Australia last week. He doesn't think they're going anywhere this year either. So the Chief Australian Medical Officer and our Prime Minister have decreed Travellers off, which is a shame because it yet again shows a lack of willing to keep trying, to keep pushing, to keep exploring possibilities. But more importantly, the questions that didn't come were, if the borders closed, what happens to the hotels, the businesses that support international travel, the travel agents, the airlines? And given the questions weren't asked, there certainly weren't any answers. It's been shown here, after pretty much a full year of tourism devastation, there is a gap of somewhere between 4 and $6 billion dollars between the domestic boost that we've given the industry and the sort of money that flows when the Americans and the Chinese roll into town. Uh, There was a mismanaged fund, you might remember, from last year for companies in which some got millions, others got nothing, despite them seemingly doing pretty much the same thing for tourism. There was the wage support, of course, and Air New Zealand got to tap into a mafia-esque type loan facility that runs at a rate of 9%. Now, as we know... Thank God the better part of the economy, as we discussed at uh, 6.30 this morning, has bounced back. Jobs are recovering. Spending is solid, although not well widespread. Uh, The QE program is working. uh, Money's cheap. Uh, There's less pessimism around business and hiring and investing. But 
one of the key components of our economy, tourism, is as troubled now as it was last year. In fact, it might be a bit worse, given last year no one had a clue, whereas now we do. You can write the whole year off. So, question, what to do? Where's the help? What sort of help is it? Can you honestly expect our national airline, for example, to borrow $900 million at 9% and then what? Does the government take a bigger stake in the company? How much of the tourism industry do you mothball, given the original thinking was we need to support it for the bounce back? Is that still the thinking, or has it changed? Is there a bounce back? Do really hard calls need to be made to say some businesses, look, you're not coming back, you can't come back, and the tap needs to be turned off? Where do the banks and their lending facilities fit into all of this? Where, once again, we ask, is the plan? Telling us borders are closed, easy. The follow-up is the bit we yet again are waiting for. Uh, something else we were waiting for, although we've been waiting for it so long we've probably forgotten that we were waiting for it, was an explanation as to um, how the um, NZX got taken offline by hackers uh, day after day after day last year. Anyway, reports back. The Financial Markets Authority report out this morning too. Stock exchange, ill-prepared, slow to react. Remember the uh, attack last year in August, four days in August where they couldn't operate? Uh, They didn't have adequate technology, systems or trained staff, didn't meet its obligations to ensure a properly functioning market. Uh, The NZX already knew its systems weren't coping with a large increase in trading. This is the Financial Markets Authority and the NZX. So is the NZX run by the Department of Health? I don't know. I'm sure it's all fixed up now. Um, They've already started work to upgrade. Oh, they've started? Yeah, they've started. And if they're only just starting, you know that the cyber criminals are on to their like, fifth generation of whatever it was, whatever bots they were using to penetrate that website. Oh, man. Uh, it's not like the old days, isn't it? Old geezers like me, we just don't understand what's going on. Passenger, what I didn't ask him because I've forgotten, I'm sorry about that, uh, was in selling each CD you get to, A, it's all recycled material, which is nice, but the other thing is you get to plant a tree somewhere around the world where you don't, but they do. So you know that a tree is being planted. What I what I wanted to know is how much of his music, anybody's music these days, actually comes from the sale of a CD as opposed to a stream. Does anybody buy a CD anymore? A little bit of vinyl action. That's Just explain to me what a CD is yeah, again. Exactly, precisely. But see, I mean, uh, LMNOP, they were celebrating their vinyl. Vinyl's got a, a, a cool sort of thing about it, but it's not volume. Whereas I think most is just streaming. Everything's streamed these days, isn't it? I threw my CDs out, hundreds of them, just threw them out in a fit of peak one day. And I thought, I'm, I, I had drawers full of them, drawers and walls full of them. I, I thought, had many boxes and I took them to Real Groovy. And what did you do there? And they bought, a, of the mini boxes... They bought four. They bought about half a box of yeah. the mini boxes. Yeah. That's because they saw your music taste and they thought there's no resale value in that. This is, they may have said, this is an eclectic mix, isn't it? <laughs> or, or worse of that effect. And that's, uh, that's, that's polite talk. Funnily enough, it was the more eclectic uh, albums they were interested in because they don't want multiple copies of something that everybody has. Um... So and also, uh, if the if the cover's in good condition, that was another crucial thing. And I think somewhere along the way, some of my CDs got wet or had drinks spilt on them or something, and the covers. So that ruled them out as well. So they went in the bin. That's not very environmentally friendly, is it? Uh, we're going to finish up here. Uh, we're going from old tech to new tech. Uh, Bill Gates, father of new tech, of course, or grandfather. 
you know, Godfather. Anyway, um, apparently uh, there's people been making up conspiracy theories about him. Did you know this, Bill? Trending now on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Well, Bill Gates has been in the news this morning, target of these conspiracy theories. Um, he's created the pandemic. Uh, he's making it up entirely. Reason he backs vaccines is because he wants to put microchips in us all. So he's a bit over this, not surprisingly. So uh, he's given an interview. Nobody would have predicted that I and Dr. Fauci would be so prominent in, you know, really kind of evil theories about, you know, did we create the pandemic? Are we trying to profit from it? And on and on. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm very surprised by that. I hope it goes away. Mm, it's not going to. He wants something done about it. Do people really believe that stuff? Yes. I'm, you know, we're going to have to get educated about this over the next year and understand, you know, what, how does it change people's behavior? How should we have minimized this, either, you know, working with the social media companies or explaining <laughs> what we were up to in a better way? For a genius, he's fantastically naive, isn't he? Did people really think that this is true? We should do something about it. Just look at what happened in the Capitol, for God's sake. The man with the horns on his head, dressed in fur with his face painted, thought Biden was going to get arrested the next day, you idiot. The world's full of morons, Bill. Lots of them. There's millions of them out there. Did we really believe that they were going to believe this? It's amazing how much you make him sound like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Just, I, I just like, maybe I should go back on holiday. I mean, the stock exchange doesn't work. and But then Chris Hipkins would be hosting the show by himself. <laughs> he would be too. Good morning, Chris. How's it going in MIQ? Well, Chris, it's going fantastically well. Nothing to report here. He anyway. sounds a bit like Kermit as well, <laughs> actually. Yeah, so I'm not sure how good his Bill Gates or Chris Hipkins impersonations are, uh, but his Kermit the Frog impression, very convincing. Doesn't sound like a Pakistani Kermit the Frog at all. So you can keep doing that one. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that was the rewrap. Uh, I'll be back here impersonating me tomorrow. I'll see you then. See if you can tell the difference.